0: Yeah. And 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 I'm going to have to stop you there because I thought hearts were woeful throughout the whole game, and I thought we completely controlled the game, dominated it from start to finish. But
1: well, we just could two, you could, two, could two, you could you know could you know start. wait there? <laughs> <For laughs> fuck's sake! <laughs> Sorry. And the on the in red, white, and blue—you've never seen anything like it. Let's go. The Hi everyone and welcome to the next episode of the are podcast as ever I'm your host Derek and with me is my co-host Dave how you doing Dave
0: I'm very well Derek a wee bit jealous because this time it's been you that's been away on holiday not
1: me <laughs> Well, Dave, I wish it was you instead of me, because the B one was an absolute nightmare. So <laughs> what was meant to be a fairly stress-free holiday, it never turned out that way.
0: Derek, I'm not giving you any sympathy, mate, because I've been there and done that and got the T-shirt. So uh, at least you still managed to get away. That was the main thing.
1: So we've obviously got a few games to cover and a rather unfortunate one. We've got to look back on it with a lot of pride, but it might take a bit of time, Davey.
0: It certainly will. Derek, it's been an incredibly emotional few weeks, incredibly stressful few weeks as well. Massive games that we had to play at the end of the season, so I'll let you get started, Derek.
1: Before we go any further though, we've obviously got to talk about the, the sad news that came today that Andy Gorham has got terminal cancer and he's been given the horrible, horrible news that he's only got around about six months to live. Dave... What can you say about that? It's absolutely, absolutely horrible,
0: tragic, Derek. It's I, I can only imagine what the man's going through, what his family's going through. It must be absolutely horrendous. Obviously, we wish him all the best because he's our goalkeeper. He's one of my heroes, Derek. He's from our sort of golden era. He's only 58, he's not an old man and to be given that news is absolutely devastating. It's also devastating for all the Rangers fans out there that absolutely love the man. So we, we really just have to, you know, hope he, he says he's going to keep fighting. We hope that's the case, but just really, really tragic news and we're thinking about him big time over this, you know, just a really, really sad, sad news that we heard.
1: Yes, certainly drawn you know the, the the words of loads of people when around the football and world. I mean, it was on Sky News, Sky Sports News. Manchester United obviously sent out something as well on their Twitter. Obviously, used to play for them for a very brief period of time. But you know, all all we can say is is no surrender. The goalie. Yep. Just
0: keep fighting. I'm sure he will, Derek. And like I said, we will be we'll be rooting for him big time.
1: Yep. Obviously we've got to cover as well uh, just in between a couple of the games there the the funeral of Jimmy Bell attended by close friends and family yep. throughout the football world as well. Obviously the the house went by Ibrox for fans to give pay their respects as well yeah. and just a really sad time for the for the club just now.
0: Yeah as and you know I I, th- I think you can see that with the uh, the players also Derek can uh, but great Tribute by the club and by the the, the players, they were want to go out and do do their best by Jimmy and uh, you know I'm sure it would have been proud of every single one of them.
1: Yep. So we'll now go down the tunnel and onto the park. Oh, yeah! So before we get into obviously the game that we're really wanting to not cover anymore but we've got our Premiership game against Hearts to cover and it was the last Premiership game of the season and it was on Saturday the 14th of May away to Hearts in the Premiership where we won 3-1. Dave I can't really remember much about this game to be honest.
0: Derek, I can remember just sitting, thinking before the game, what is Gio going to do? And you're sitting
1: there thinking, and you're sitting there thinking, and you're sitting there thinking, sitting there thinking myself, this is a clever man. He's sitting there thinking, and you're sitting there thinking, I sat there and I thought,
0: Is he going to play some players to try and get them match fit? You know, we, we were thinking, especially guys like Aaron Ramsey, is he going to give them a shout so they could try and get match fit for the Europa League final? Is he going to play? the players that are going to play in the, the Europa League final to keep them all match fit or is he just going to go out with a, no disrespect to a lot of the guys that were playing but a second string or a lot of youth players and it was the, the the latter that he went with. But certainly a lot of good things to talk about during the game Derek as I'm sure you'll be able to highlight for us but uh, especially the, the performance of young Alex Lowry who was absolutely sensational.
1: Yeah, I mean there was 15 changes for both teams and I think 9 of them, 10 of them were certainly from our, our point of yes. view anyway. We lined up McLaughlin, Devine, Sands, balogan King, Davis, Ramsey, Arfield, Diallo, Itton and Lowry. On the subs bench we had Simpson, McCrory, McCann, Richie Hostler, Weston, McCausland, McKinnon, Miller and Fraser. With an average age of our bench being 20, which is... <laughs> Incredible, Which is a bit yeah. mad, yep. but certainly we went behind on the twenty fourth minute with a hearing scorn. And see, to be honest with you, Dave, at, at that point I was like, Meh, I don't care." There's bigger, bigger things to come, and there's bigger fish to fry. So I was like, "You know, see, even if we lose this game, I'm, I'm not really bothered." But certainly after that, we then started to turn the screw. Yep,
0: it was a one way traffic after that, Derek. Let's be perfectly honest with you, and it was just great, as I say, to see. A lot of the young players, you know, just to see how they would cope with the pressure. Away at Tyne Castle, being a goal behind, just to see how, you know, they could react to that, you know, to try and get into the game, and they certainly, they, they certainly reacted to it perfectly.
1: Yep, because after that, Cedric Etten scored on the thirty-second minute with Lowry setting him up as well. So yep. great, great to see Lowry starting to throw his weight about and showing how how good a player he can be, and great for Etten as well, which we're delighted for.
0: Yeah, certainly, because I think we're all expecting that this could be his last season with us, Derek. He's not had a lot of opportunities, he has had a lot of criticism as well, but he scored a couple of uh, important goals, especially last season for us. So it was great to see him just be, be able to come into the team out of the cold and get a goal. It must have been great for his confidence as well. And as you say, Alec Lowry playing his part in his goal, absolutely brilliant.
1: Yep, Lowry involved again, and not only involved, he actually scored on on the forty six minute as well. Brilliant,
0: great goal, Derek. Excellent for him. Ran the show ever since the sort of we we went behind. You could see that he was just getting a hold of the ball, getting the you know the game by the scruff of the neck, and really going for it. It was just excellent to see. I think. This was the type of performance we were actually hoping that Aaron Ramsey was going to have rather than Alex Lowry because Lowry was definitely the standout and a great goal for him to score as well.
1: Yep, so certainly in control at that point We made a change at half-time with uh, McCann coming on for Arfield yep. Simpson came on for Balligan on the 61st minute McKinnon came on for Ramsey a minute beforehand as well Ramsey did get the, the assist for the, the Lowry goal McCausland came on for Diallo and Weston on the 71st minute came on for Davis as well and then we rounded out the game with a goal for Cole McKinnon on the 81st minute and it was a cracking yep. goal as well
0: Absolutely incredible goal and what a goal for him to remember as well, Derek. We realised that the league had gone, but still for these young guys to come in, playing in a game like that, absolutely fantastic and uh, what a finish it was by him also, Derek. Great goal.
1: Yeah, and I think what it really does highlight is how good... The, the Lowland League has been for the for for our youth players this season. They've been coming up against you know. Granted, it's not the same level of opposition, but it's proper adults they're playing. It's not <laughs> as if it's uh, if it's, it's like silly wee laddies or anything. So they're coming up against big solid guys.
0: I have watched a few games in the Lowland League, Derek. Both you know, seeing Rangers and watching my local team, which is East Stirlingshire. And the the one thing I'll say, Derek, is there are a lot of sort uh, of. Older veterans playing as well as young guys trying to prove something that maybe didn't quite make it. So it's an incredibly competitive league. And these players that they're coming up against, they'll certainly not show them any mercy. So as you say, I think it's made them grow up a bit quicker which has been great, and it you know certainly helps them adapt to coming into games like that because they know exactly what to expect. And uh, these guys showed up, Derek. They've done an excellent job for us, and you know I, I was really, really impressed. I realise it was a game, it was a nothing game, but still to be able to see the sort of fruits of the youth team coming through and playing like that is just it's, it's excellent. That's it bodes well for the future.
1: Absolutely. Uh, The problem is, though, there's apparently a bit of a dispute over the the Lowland League this year or for the the coming season because it was initially agreed that Hearts would be joining Rangers and Celtic and I think the fee that each team would get would be effectively doubling, um, but there's some sort of dispute. I don't know all the ins and outs of it, but we'll need to wait and see if it actually materialises. It would be a shame for everybody concerned because it certainly benefits us it would obviously unfortunately benefit celtic um but you know the teams the, the lonely league teams who are going to be desperate for money is, is just as every other team they're going to be losing out on even more money next year it yeah. would seem, a, seem a bit daft to me but you never know yeah so that left us in the league sitting in second unfortunately played 30 127 drawn eight lost three scored 80 conceded 31, goal difference plus 49 and were on 89 points. Now Celtic won the league by four points. Significantly, they had 21 better goal difference than us and they lost the same amount of games as well. Yeah, It was all down to the drawn games.
0: It certainly was. Derek, if you look back, I know that we've covered this before. I was actually looking back at all the games there, and the amount of draws that we had Even at Ibrox was, was criminal Especially games against Motherwell Games against Aberdeen Drawn with hearts And then of course there was the game That we played against Ross County That they got the equaliser six minutes into injury time And stuff like that I mean that's, you know I've, I've rhymed off four games there Derek Which you know would have been the difference of eight points. Do you know what I mean? It's games that we were winning comfortably in certain games that we we threw away and that inevitably is what has lost us the league.
1: Yeah, there's no two ways about it and that is what is so disappointing this year. You know, the defensive record was was criminal at some times in in that respect. Not helped by McGregor making mistakes in pretty much the four games that you were talking about as well that cost us goals. Especially the Ross County game. I mean, you know, the three each game all three goals were, were down to him for me. It's the same time, though, you can't really... Well, you can't blame them for that because it shouldn't be happening, but the amount of times he saved us as well, you've got to kind of balance that up.
0: I know, Derek. I think going by the high standard that the defence set the season before we were able to see games out, I think... A lot of these games. Also, we spoke about it. Injuries to key players, especially Alfredo Morelos, was a huge blow for us, especially coming at the end of the season. Who knows what, what what would have happened? Especially it was a it was a a January that we were absolutely delighted with that didn't turn out the way that we had hoped. I know a, a lot of it's hindsight, Derek, but like we've already said, it has definitely been down to those draws and. Just very frustrating. If you, you you know we we can't say it anymore. We can't sugarcoat it. You know we must do better defensively in, in these games when we're only winning by one goal and they blew it. You know on quite a few occasions.
1: Yep. Anyway, we'll move on now because we had bigger fish to fry. The big thing though was the Europa League final. It was on Wednesday the eighteenth of May. Unfortunately, though, we lost 5-4 on penalties. Now, we'll get into that, obviously. But Dave, <laughs> I know there was a bit of issues, and you, you obviously highlighted that on the last podcast. And where did you end up watching the game?
0: I yeah, ended up watching it in the house with my family, Derek, to be fair to my wife and my daughter, who don't usually have anything to do with football or take any interest. They put the colours on, we all had Rangers tops on, made a big night of it in, in the house. I was happy just as long as I got to watch it with my son and it was there the added bonus that the, the you know the whole family was there to watch it Derek and I know yourself you were away you were in the the correct speaking area but you weren't in <laughs> mainland Spain were where you?
1: No so I was in Tenerife and I flew out on the Tuesday and it was just a sea of bears at the airport from very early on my mate had flown out uh, earlier on from Edinburgh airport he was going to Seville he I think he had a it was a journey from Edinburgh to Amsterdam Amsterdam to Madrid and then Madrid in Seville, so I think he had tickets for the fan zone, but he ended yeah. up making it there, which was good. Uh, but I see a, a blue noses everywhere, speaking to them all it was, I wouldn't say subdued, but it wasn't, you know, raucous or anything like that at the airport. Speaking, yeah. to what, speaking to one bear on the plane, he was going to Tenerife because he couldn't get a flight to mainland Spain, anywhere around the area, and he was going to Tenerife with the view of trying to make it to mainland Spain from Tenerife reef so or... Going from every which way, it was it was incredible. Exactly. I ended up watching it in Taylor's Bar as I put on uh, and the uh, on on Twitter on the day. Just speaking to loads of bears in and around the pool area as well. i you know, I was nervous. I couldn't even enjoy my holiday until the game was over. I was shaking out like a leaf all the time. Father-in-law, a kind of fair weather Celtic fan. He was under the impression we were going to we were going to win it. Uh, he never joined me. fortunately though, which was kind of a good thing in that respect. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. It was a great atmosphere. Tailors, I wouldn't say it was absolutely mobbed, but it was certainly Rangers, Rangers fans anyway. Typical me, I sat down, got my pint, needed a pee straight away, almost. So I had a good vantage point. Didn't that's they want nerf, to lose
0: Derek, my? That's nerves.
1: That's nerves. Definitely. <laughs> Didn't he want to lose my table? So there was another boy sitting next to me on the other table by himself as well. I says, "Can you do me a favour and look after my pint mate, please?" And he goes, "Yeah, sure." In a German accent, that was there, and I. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I was gonna say Derek, I thought Sean Connery had died. <laughs> you know? and, uh, oh, Derek, you've
1: turned you oh. up and
0: maybe you know, one of your impress one of your
1: impersonation <laughs> But it, I went to the toilet and I was thinking I've just asked a German guy to look oh after my God pint God. when we're about to play a German team, yeah. and I'm wearing like a Rangers top. But it turned out he wasn't German after all; he was <laughs> <laughs> it was Austrian.
0: What's so sad, Austrian <laughs> ice?
1: Easy mistake to make, Dave, wasn't it? <laughs> Oh dearie dear Right Sorry mate On you go But turned out To be a really sound guy And he said It was an honour To watch the football With me as well A a proper fan He never heard A a horse in the race At all He wasn't really A big fan of football He just wanted To to get away With his wife For a wee bit And (laughs) watch the football But sound guy anyway And it was It was a good atmosphere Watching it However It was nervy My Apple watch Was going off All the time Saying that I was above 120 beats Per minute From my heart I looked at it Seven times and it was resting at 150 most my of the time God, considering I've got blood pressure issues it certainly wasn't a, a great great night for me watching that anyway
0: I was the same Derek I was on tent hooks all day it was my day off I couldn't relax w- whatsoever I couldn't enjoy the game either to be perfectly honest with you but I don't think there are many Rangers fans out there that actually enjoy watching us when we're playing it. anyway let's be honest because we're, we're, we're usually you know up to high though uh, it's completely consumed me, Derek, and I've got to be honest with you, too painful to watch the game back at all. So I've never looked at anything. I've never seen the Rebos go back. I've never seen the penalties back. I've never seen anything. I was absolutely devastated at the end of it, and it's taken me quite some time to get over it. I still don't think I'm over it yet, but certainly... Speaking to all the Bears that were there, and I know a lot of guys that were there, they had a fantastic time and an absolute credit to the club also. I'll let you get into the game, Derek, if you want to, but I'll be totally honest with you, it's been too painful for me to look back at the game at all.
1: Likewise, it's probably not a game like Manchester, I'll not watch it back at all. We'll certainly look back on this campaign with a lot more pride, I think, because of the way we 've done it. granted I wasn't in the stadium, but the atmospheres in the semis and the quarters and uh, was and against Dortmund as well, just some of the best you 'll see uh, in European football there so the lineup. You know, certainly a a decent team. I don't think anybody had any arguments with the team. McGregor, Tavernier, Goldson, Bassey, Barisic, Jack, Lundström, Kamara, Wright, Aribo and Kent. On the subs bench were Diallo, Davis, Ramsey, Sands, Roof, Balogun, McCrory, Sakala, McLaughlin, Arfield, King and Lowry. Now, obviously, the big thing was that was Roof going to make it? He certainly made the team. However, he wasn't quite fit enough, was he? No, he
0: wasn't, Derek. And I think... You know, we'd been speculating all week what the team was going to be. I had a wee sneaky suspicion that Ramsey was going to get the nod over right but that wasn't going to be the case. But apart from that, we had seen in the semi-final, you know, as certain bit big games, Aribo playing not quite as a striker, Derek, but you know, playing sort of just a bit deeper than a striker that we were going to have some joy from him playing in that position so uh you know as close to a full strength team i think as we could possibly have put, put out there
1: Yep, absolutely the game itself i don't think we played very well dave to be honest i think the occasion got to us i think there was too much nerves with the with the players whether that's the case i don't know i, I certainly think frankfurt were a lot better than we gave them credit for and we, we, we never yeah taking them lightly at all we, we no. knew how good they could be because they obviously put out Barcelona, they put out West Ham, but I think we th- almost felt oh, we've beat you know two better sides than them already this season uh, from Germany. These will be, this will not be as hard, but certainly they they came at us, they done their homework, they knew how to play us, we couldn't cope with it. Any time we did get forwards, I don't think we were effective at all. I felt. Ryan Kent certainly not a shooter of the ball anyway There was one time he, I think he had a chance Where he should have put it on target and he blasted it wide There was another couple of chances like that Our chances came few and far between That said, don't think Alan McGregor Had many, many nope. things to do nope. either nope. Not a lot at all. The stats here I've got is we had more on target than them, which is yeah. a, bit, a bit crazy.
0: I think uh, uh, the first half, Derek, was very nervy, I think, by us. I would say that Frankfurt had more control of the game without really doing anything. And then we obviously scored in the second half and we didn't hang, hang on to that lead, which was really annoying. And once Frankfurt scored... I don't think there was really anything in the game after that at all, Derek, apart from as you're about, probably about to get any, some of the wee chances, the huge, huge chance that we created an extra time. But apart from that, there wasn't much in between the two teams at all.
1: No, it was... A, it's, it's hard to explain. It was kind of a cagey but open game at the same time. I, w- I would have say it was, if, if you can even describe it like that. Uh, I mean, they, as I said, they'd done their homework on us. They knew how to, how to counter us. We scored with Aribo scoring and Dave, that is the, the best feeling outside of sex I've ever felt, you know. <laughs> Just oh, I mean euphoria for that 12 minutes Where we held that lead I think I made the woman next to me deaf in one ear Because I was screaming that loud And certainly that's when you knew the pub was, was uh, You know certainly full of Rangers fans yeah. Anyway Place was going absolutely mental What a goal It was, came from a defensive mistake A bit of a slip Arribo yeah. taking the ball forward Got the ball into the box And had a shot Passed the keeper Keeper might have been be able to do a wee bit better But it was a great shot anyway yeah. And just what a celebration Everybody going berserk uh, I know, uh, it, brilliant!
0: It, it was incredible. Me and my son just grabbed each other. Derek, They, they you know, we, we were going absolutely ballistic, and we were in dreamland for twelve minutes, weren't we? We were in dreamland. We really, really had high hopes. You know that we could hang on to it. It was, it was just an incredible feeling of euphoria for us at, at that stage for, for us to be winning in a major U- European final. You know, at that, you know, certainly into the second half. It, it was incredible
1: over in Dreamland. Yep, Ariba scored in the 57th minute. However, I think we maybe scored too early and that has maybe been the big problem with that. You, you can never say we've scored too early in a, in a European final, I suppose, but you know th- that was the nature of it. They did start to play a wee bit better after that and they scored on the 69th minute and it was just... A,
0: a, cul- a culmination of... Poor defending, Derek, and poor clearances. Easy clearances, I would say, for for a professional player. But I'll let you dissect it.
1: I, I think. Well, yeah, there's been an issue with Bassi. Yeah, he gets beat, but any player on the wing, especially in defence, can get beat. So yeah, he might have done better there. But he was playing immense the whole game, so you can't take that away from him. The big issue, though is that same issue we've been having all season and it's where we've lost majority of our goals and it's been through defensive naivety and the lack of ability. And it was Goldson should have cleared that ball. I don't know what he was playing. He was, he, he was facing goal. All he had to do was stick his leg out and he never bothered to do that, and it beat our first man. I think their player was uh, in between two of our players, managed to get in front, stuck a leg yeah. out, and into the near post. It was a criminal goal to lose. I mean, the Arebo goal, yes, it did stem from a def- uh, more of a defensive yeah. mistake, but it was a slip. It can happen. Arebo still had a lot to do. It was a simple goal they scored, and it was. It really was. It was a, you know, it beats the man, he gets a cross off. Goldson can't clear his line once again. All he had to do was stick a leg out, but the only person that did stick a leg out was their attacker into the back of the net. Absolutely criminal.
0: I don't think it should even have got that far, Derek. It was poor marking by Goldson. The guy just ghosted past him and Bassey, but it was Goldson's man without a shadow of doubt and a bread and butter clearance for a defender of his experience. But before that, Derek, as well, it was Scott Wright, on the wing, who had the chance to cut out the cross, and just sat back and sat back, and you know the man was allowed to to, to put the cross in. So I think it was a culmination of both. I think that Wright could have done a lot better defensively, and I realise that he's a winger. I do get that, but I think he, you know, if he'd have closed the man down, the cross w- wouldn't have came in. But again, really lacks a days by Goldson. And that guy should never be able to get in between two defenders and, you know, stroke the ball home. It was uh, a, a, a calamity on both sides, Derek, and really disappointing for us. The fact that we, you know, we had managed to take the lead and thrown it away like that. Really poor defending. And as you say, it's not the first time this season that that's happened, unfortunately.
1: No, it's been the story of our season defensive calamities and that's the the big issue. So after their goal, the game kind of settled back down in the same rhythm it had before we scored. We made a double substitution on the 74th minute with Jack and Wright coming off, Davis and Sakala coming on. So, Jack for Davis, you can kind of understand, a bit of a yeah. midfielder. Sakala for Wright, more of a kind of like for like there, but... Like, yeah. I think we all wanted a uh, roof on at this point. Yes. You know, we wanted yes. that goal because it was yep. with, within our grasp as well. Yep. Towards the end of the night McGregor, I think, pulled off a great save, if I can remember right. So yeah. at that point, I would have taken extra time. So 90 minutes came and gone. Extra time came. Again, it was much of a muchness between both yeah. the teams. They were both feeling each other out. Yep. Sands came on for a rebo on the 101st minute. A bit of a strange one I felt
0: Totally Derek, totally Again we were we, we were crying out for a striker We were crying out for one man That could make a chance And we really Really quite shocked at that point That was the substitution No offence to James Sands at all But in a major European final You know you're needing a goal And at that point I knew That we were looking as if we were going to be settling For penalties at that stage But I'm, I'm sure as I say there's still another talking point to go before we got there, Derek.
1: Yeah. Into the second half of extra time. Again, pretty much the same. Roof did come on on the 117th minute for Barisic I think Barisic had picked up a wee knock as well if I can remember right attacking minded obviously as well with a mind for going to penalties also and within 60 seconds he had a major impact because the ball was played forward he got right to the goal line he managed to cross the ball in Kent had a kind of sweeping kick at the ball going goal bound and the outstretched legs of the keeper manages to save it absolutely heartbreaking moment right there
0: that was the chance, Derek. That was the the chance to, to, to win it. So late on and you know the one chance that we were desperate to get in the box, clear cut chance. To be fair to Kent, he sprinted to get on the end of that. He battered it, you know, ninety-nine times out of a hundred that's gonna, you know, rip the the, the back of the net. But an uh, incredible save by Kevin Trapp off off his you know, his leg and a way out and I, I don't know about you, Derek. At that stage, I was getting the fear. At, at that stage, I think at that, that time, because I thought that really was the chance that we wanted. You know, it to, to going and win it, and it wasn't to be.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was shades of. I, mean, I think Barry Ferguson had a similar chance when it was one right, uh, yep. 0 for 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 uh, Zenit all those years yep. ago as well, yep. and you thought oh, that's that's the one, but. You know, I think though that was going to be an issue because there would have been certainly a var check, and I'm still unclear at this stage whether the ball fully went over the line when when Roof kicked it anyway, because it was put it this way, it was a ball here. If it was if it was still <laughs> on the line, Dave, I think that would have been ruled out anyway if it had went in.
0: And, uh, it's, again, it's uh, it's hindsight, Derek. We can only go by what happened. Unfortunately, we didn't even get that far for it to go to a var check. So, uh, <laughs> no. Th- that was that, but as I said, that was the chance we'd be looking for. And again, hindsight, Derek. If Ruth had been on, even at the start, of extra time, you know, through half half an hour to play, could they have fashioned another chance for us to score? Maybe we'd been crying out for it, but that no, wasn't to be.
1: And a minute later, it's ironic that you just mentioned the word "fashion" there because the substitute Sakala came off for Aaron Ramsey on the hundred and eighteenth minute, and what a! I'm trying not to blame the guy, but what a costly mistake that turned out to be, Dave. I know. Purely was, a penalty reason, that's the thing. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was. He, he, he was bringing on, he's obviously spoke to, to the players beforehand. I think the way he said that, you know, Barasic would definitely have been a, a penalty taker, which I would have said correctly also because he is a, you know, he's, he's taken 50 kicks and corners before, so that'd be a guy. But obviously, Barasic was off. See, he was looking for his experienced guys to step up, Derek, to take the penalties. That's, you know, that's what that was down to, 100%.
1: Yeah. So, at that point, it was going to penalties. So, Dave, I don't know about you, but I couldn't really watch them. I think I watched the first one. I celebrated the first one. We were first to take the kick. I celebrated that. They scored, and then I quickly just I, I couldn't move after that. I, I was in fear. I was panicking. I was... Resigned to the fact that I kind of thought this isn't going to go away for some weird reason, and look what happened. Yeah, I know. Nine great penalties, and Aaron yep. Ramsey with an extremely lackluster penalty right down the middle with no pace. The, the keeper was too good. If you, you know, outstretched leg got to it, and that ended up being the decisive, decisive penalty. Dave, I loathe to blame players when it comes to penalties because it's a cruel, cruel way. Yep. Better players than Ramsey. Can Definitely, lose, yep. can can mm-hmm. miss penalties. A lot of people were going mental on for that. I'm not going to blame him at all. It's one of these things. It's you know he had the nerve to come up and step step up exactly. and take it. When he didn't look confident, to be honest. When when I seen him, it was a poor poor penalty. And all I can say is the signing has not worked out for us. But you know I think a lot of people were looking at the the way his signing has went and completely blaming him for everything. And I don't think that's fair. Um, I no, just think we've got to look at the, the whole game and think, look, they couldn't beat us. I'd had to go to penalties. I think yeah. we've done ourselves mightily proud.
0: <sighs> we did. It's, it's just it's it's so painful, though, Derek. That's that's just the issue. That's as I suppose. So painful for it to happen, for us to go so far, for us to be toe, toe-to-toe with them. There would be nothing in it for it to go to a, a penalties. It's, you know, you've heard of the old cliché. It's, it's, it's a cruel way to, to end a game. And for him to be the one that steps up and, and misses, I think if it had been almost any other Rangers player, there would have been a lot more sympathy. But because just the way everything has panned out for, for Ramsey ever since he signed for us, he's not had a lot of sympathy. and w- w- Which is, you know... It's no his fault that that way, Derek. As I say, um, I would never ever have a go at the guy. He had the bottle. He, he step up and take it. So I'm glad you that you mentioned that. A really really tough thing to do, and you know we've seen world class players miss it. Just unfortunately, it was him that done it. I was really hoping the fairy tale thing for me, Derek, would have been for McGregor. I've got a save. And that final that wasn't to be because you say there was you know nine fantastically struck penalties really top quality but it just had to be our luck Derek and it had to be him that happened to it, and just absolutely gutted numb still thinking about it the new Derek you've put me in a do total just just <laughs> even just even thinking about it really really cruel and and gutted for for everybody to do with Rangers and all the fans that travelled all that way it was it was within our grasp and it wasn't to be so as you say Derek the achievement for us to get to a major European final you know is absolutely sensational something that we won't forget but we won't be a bunch of weird bastards and name fucking sweets and have a stage show and the Glasgow Pavilion Theatre, about us all got got going to civil. We'll certainly not celebrate getting defeated in a U- European Cup final, like no. a certain other, other other team did. But proud, the fact that they got there. Derek proud that we actually managed to score and take take the lead. But just really really cruel, and still very numb in yeah. my heart at this present time
1: i mean i got back to the hotel and i just i couldn't speak and i oh. weirdly met met the guy i'd been speaking to earlier about it and just both of us were kind of couldn't kind of speak he was like i'm away in my bed and i was like i'm i'm going for a pint a <laughs> uh. stuff <laughs> drink, drink after that but credit to, to everybody that was involved in the run because it's certainly you know something that shouldn't have happened we were punching well above our weight, and it just shows you that you get a core group of players who can play on the day, then anything can happen. I mean, we're a team worth what thirteen and a half million pounds. And you've got to bear in the mind seven million pounds was on one player, and that was Ryan Kent. Yep. And we're coming up against and not only not only matching, but absolutely coughing, absolutely annihilating sometimes teams that are worth three, four, five hundred million and, pounds.
0: And that's what I've even seen Giovanni van Bronckers getting a lot of stick. Derek, you've got to remember, this is the Gio's team. This is a team that he's inherited. And for him to be able to get the players motivated and playing like he has in these massive games you've got to wonder what he could do if he did have a bit of money behind him to bring in you know, players for his system. It's been nothing short of incredible, the run that we've had, and we'll be speaking about it for years and years. We'll certainly be speaking about this run a lot more than we spoke about a run 2008. Uh, You know, it's been fantastic and we've got to remember that. It's an incredible achievement and I, I say just disappointing that that's happened. But it does... Give us some confidence, Derek, about next season, about hopefully trying to get into the group stages of the Champions League, because if we can raise our games, especially at Ibrox against... Teams that we've put out, then I'm hoping that we'll be able to do the same for next season and and, and get us back into Champions League, which would be absolutely fantastic as well. So
1: yeah, you, you've got to remember though, Dave, as ninety two, ninety three, the following season after nearly getting into the Champions League final, we I think we fucked up Europe, didn't we? The, the qualifiers, we've done we done, we done it's, the it's, exact same it, in two thousand and nine as well, Dave. I know, so. I know. Uh, <laughs> but I, one stat, one stat one I want to do highlight, Dave, because this for me is absolutely phenomenal now. For a Scottish team, the way Europe is just now, the way it's built, is not built for us getting to the final, not at all. Now, the stat, the fact that we have been in two European finals in 14 years is incredible. You never thought, you know, David, I think every Rangers fan these days would never have thought we would get to one, never mind two. Yeah. What the bigger stat is, and what's more incredible, is you look at in the, the fact that we weren't in Europe for five seasons, we've been in two European finals in nine seasons attempts to do it Dave no, that's that is quite incredible yeah that yeah. is unbelievable yeah. so that's as... that's that's less than one in one in five so yes. in four years time we are going to another European final <laughs> <laughs> I
0: hope you're right I really hope you're right no that is I've, I've, I've never heard that before that's that's quite an incredible start, actually if you think about it so no I'm pleased that G- Gio has T- taking a, a, a lot of stick, Derek, but you, you've got to say, especially in Europe, he's been spot on uh, with his tactics and, you know, the fit, fitness level of the players this season also has been absolutely sensational as well. So we will remember these games for a long, long time, Derek, they'll, they'll go down in, uh, in folklore with Rangers fans so it's some, some of the nights that we've witnessed this season. Just a pity that we just couldn't go that one step further. But as you say, Derek, the next time we got beat in ninety minutes, the last time we went to extra time and penalties. This time, so surely the next time we'll win it out, outright. So that's what, exactly. we, what we've got to, to hope for. Yeah,
1: one thing that's come of this, obviously, is the the fact that you know we missed out on automatic Champions League qualification and top seeds in the Champions League as well, which would have been incredible. However. The money we've made in this run, I think they've worked it out at the, the prize money around about £20 million, And in fact, in tickets and uh, everything like that as well. You're talking about 40 to £45 million yep. pound we've made from that. So that is an absolute incredible, yeah. incredible amount of money to have made of this. Absolutely amazing. The last thing we'll, we've got to talk about about this game, though, is the absolutely shocking conditions our fans had to put up with while in Seville as well. Everything... Went to a tea in terms of Seville, in terms of you know the atmosphere. There was no trouble at all; not one Rangers arrest.
0: Which, which is Derek, that is incredible. I'd I'd defy any team in the world to take that amount of fans there, and for there to be not one, one arrest is incredible because that's all we've been hearing for the for the two weeks running up. All the usual suspects out there pray for
1: Seville,
0: and all this absolute nonsense the Rangers fans out there have done us credit Derek they really did
1: I mean 100,000 fans over there uh, I've, I'm sure you know a few Dave I know a yep, few yep um, you know a, a, a fan zone was eventually set up I think in one of the stadiums and they had another fan zone outside somewhere as well shocking pricing for the beers apparently uh, £13.50 <coughs> or something like that 13 oh my euros God. 50 my, my dad was speaking to one of our neighbours the day and says that there was kegs and kegs left because nobody was ref- nah. nobody was, was agreeing to drink it nah. The more concerning and absolutely shocking thing that happened, though, is our fans, uh, you know, from obviously not being there, were just going on second and third hand information here, though. But it was absolutely abysmal where there was three separate checks for your tickets. They were taking items off of people like um, medication, like phone chargers, like uh, suntan lotion, like bottles of water. All of that was pre-agreed yep, with. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, all of that was agreed pre by UEFA. The police were overzealous, once again using batons completely unjustifiably. There was no water key, or there was one water key or out of five around the stadium. Tifo wasn't allowed in when it was already pre agreed. They made up some dodgy excuse on the on the day of as well. Dave, it's unbelievable that nobody died at that game. Certainly a lot of reports of people fainting had to get medical assistance. When our club physio has to go and attend to fans. When our players have to go and hand out bottles of water to fans, that is nothing short of an absolute disgrace. UEFA have to hold their heads in shame. You know, obviously there was the issues in Paris as well, a completely different issue, ticketing issues and fans going a wee bit daft and, and all that. But again, apparently loads of locals pickpocketing and overzealous cops. But... Nice to see that UEFA are actually apparently investigating that, but no mention of what's happened in in Seville. So it's good to see that Rangers, our fans, Frankfurt and their fans have all got together, went to this separate ombudsman, which considering you can't even, as a fan, you can't complain directly to UEFA, but that's getting taken up and they are writing a big dossier up about all the issues and hopefully UEFA are going to do something about that, but I I don't hold, hold out any hope
0: basic human rights Derek with water I mean I've heard incidents from all of the major press outlets out there Sky News, BBC STV, TalkSport all spoke about their own staff and reporters being in the stadium and handing out bottles of water as many as they could to the Rangers fans because they all genuinely had concerns for players for fans you know you know, keeling over, fainting, with, with, with dehydration. Uh, you know, the guy for the, the one of the reporters for Sky News says that he was doing everything because they had a huge supply. The media mm. and sponsors had huge supplies of water, and they were doing everything they could to hand out as many bottles as they could to supporters. That's that's not up to them to do that, Derek. So, quite incredible. Uh, being told to go in and uh, drink for the taps and the toilets, and that's taps in the toilets Derek not drinking from the toilets as um, as many of the inundates for across the city are saying that that, that they were had to do not the case it was uh, we were told to drink from taps from the toilets and the vast majority of them had been turned off as well it was it, it was actually it was completely you know inhumane the way that the supporters were treated and as you say how there wasn't some sort of disaster in there I do not know.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's as you said, basic human rights, basic yep. humanity. You can and, and UEFA don't care about that. They've they've got their money. They're quite happy. They're keeping their sponsors happy. The fans who actually make the sponsors the money in the, in the first place are the you know they they, they mean nothing. Um, yep. So we'll see what happens with that one. There's going to be a, an investigation into the Champions League first, but you know, two finals in a row. They can't get away with that one, you know they they can't hide from that, so we'll see we'll see what comes of it, yeah. However, we'll move on now into the Scottish Cup. I am just want to cover this briefly. I mean, I was watching that in Taylor's again. It was annoying because they only had a couple of wee screens on. The Sunderland playoff was playing and that was what everybody was there to see, bar me and a couple of people. My father-in-law did come to this one, weirdly, because eh, it was a Scottish Cup game. Listening to the, the Sunderland commentary while watching a completely different game was a weird experience.
0: I couldn't handle that, Derek, but no. good on you for sticking with it.
1: Hi, so we lined up a surpri- maybe not a surprise because we had the cupkeeper McLaughlin Tavernier, Goldson, Balogun, Bassey Davis, Lundstrom, Arfield, Diallo Aribo and Kent on the subs bench were McGregor, Jack, Itton Ramsey, Kamara, Sands, Wright, Roof Sakala, King and Lowry so certainly interesting to see a pretty much more or less the full team that started uh, against uh, against Frankfurt as well
0: yeah, I mean, I maybe was looking for for a reaction, Derek. You know, maybe the players. You know, he, he was thinking that, that the players, because of the huge disappointment of that game, needed to get back into a game as soon as possible eh, to try and prove something. That's certainly what I thought was going to happen. I thought we were going to go out there and absolutely annihilate Hearts. To be perfectly honest with you, I thought we were going to score quite a few goals. Uh, you're about to, to, to get into Derek, certainly the performance was there in the game but not the goals unfortunately.
1: Yeah, but certainly the game itself. I felt Hearts maybe, and I know you're going to disagree, but I felt maybe Hearts the first ten, fifteen minutes started off the slightly better team. They had the probably the two early best chances, where uh, they had one that went for I think his name Sims that went just he slid in and it went just by the post, and they had a one no long after that, very similar, and then it hit the post. However. We then got complete control of the game, and we were in complete domination. We just couldn't find that goal.
0: Yep, c- completely. As you say, two v- very early chances for Hearts. They tried to, to, to go for it, and that was it from Hearts. That was their two chances throughout the whole game. I can't remember Hearts getting anything anywhere near a goal after I think the sort of twelfth minute of that match. It was a complete domination from us after that, Derek. But we just could not score. That was that was the issue. We had all the ball, we were doing all the attacking. We, we just could, couldn't find the net. That that was the big issue. And again, we were worried that it was going to go another extra time and penalties, weren't we? Which I really wasn't. Look, I was hoping that we were going to finish the game off it in, in ninety minutes. We certainly deserved to win the game in ninety minutes, but it wasn't to be.
1: No, kind of the story of early on in the season wasn't that all the possession, all the the kind of half chances just couldn't find the net. I I mean, I think Craig Gordon, you know, did have a few good saves in the game as well. Yes. John Souter, our, you know, future player, had a great game as well. Yeah, he's probably probably Hart's best player.
0: Definitely,
1: And I think maybe towards the 70th minute, Hearts almost looked as if they had given up. They wanted it to go into yeah. extra time. Yep. Thinking, <laughs> well, this team have just played 90 minutes in penalties. They'll be deflated. We'll, <laughs> we'll hit them on the break and we'll get them in, in extra time. But they never turned up. We completely dominated even more and we got the two goals with Ryan Jack scoring on the 94th minute with an absolute peach of a curling shot. What Craig Gordon was claiming for, waving his arms about, I don't know. No one does. No even his own players
0: know what he was claiming for.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I think if you remember, Dave, Willie Collum was having probably the worst game any referee in Scotland has ever had because he was getting everything wrong. He was about... 10 yards behind every single play. I mean, he was given things the opposite way about. There was one where Bassi got completely taken down, and he gave he gave nothing for it. There was another one where Kent, uh, shortly after, got completely taken out. The Hearts player fell, and he gave a foul to Hearts. Yes. Just unbelievable. Yes, there should yep. have been a red card for the Hearts player in the I think the fifth minute when he was only given a yellow. Uh, just crazy. So I think he's maybe thinking: was he's having that bad a game? I'll just wave my, my arms about, make him put doubts in his mind, and he'll he'll reverse the decision awesome to work. give the goal.
0: Bit. Possibly, I don't know, but a fantastic goal None, nonetheless, Derek. A, a goal worthy of winning a cup final. You know, it was a he struck it supremely. You know, there's there's no way that the, the the keeper was saving that with the power that that he put on that, and a, an excellent goal at that stage for us.
1: Yep, and so we kind of thought the game was done at that point. But however, a few minutes later, on the ninety f- seventh minute, up steps Scott Wright and scores the second goal. Brilliant.
0: Excellent goal. Really pleased for him as well, Derek. He gets a bit of stick also, but a very composed finish by him really pleased, you know, that they scored and we deserved it. They, they, they deserved to win it. So I was pleased an extra time that we got the two goals. It wasn't just the one goal that, that settled it and, you know, it let the players go out and celebrate with, with the fans because, you know, we did need that one and, uh, you know, it was an a, an excellent victory for us and a, a good performance as well, Derek. It was, uh, as I say, just a pity that we couldn't score in the 90 minutes, but certainly extra time. We went out and showed that the fitness levels are there supremely, there
1: in blue hearts away yep absolutely um, Jack came on for Davis in the 81st minute, same with Kamara on for Arfield Wright, you're know, talking about Wright scoring, he did come on for Diallo in the 63rd minute, Diallo was booked for absolutely nothing in the game and I think that's what he ultimately came out off for because he was another a good game up until that point, booked for yep. nothing and he had Given, he had, he had given another foul away apparently just after that and I think he was taken off before he was unfairly sent off. Yep. Uh, Sakala came on in the 105th minute as well for Arebo. Disappointed we never seen uh, Lowry on because, you know, we've, we've seen him before yeah. and he's lit the games up, so totally. yep. uh, a bit disappointing that there, but one other good thing though as well, and I think it was a certainly a sign on the hundred and nineteenth minute, McGregor came on for McLaughlin. I don't think he touched the ball, but no. it was certainly just a good sign to say that yeah, I'm I'm probably going now, don't you think?
0: Well that's the vast majority of people were taking that. I've read a few things that, no, it was because he's no he's had a Scottish Cup medal and, you know, it's a Scottish Cup winner's medal and stuff, and that was the only way that he was going to get it and stuff like that. I, I, you know, I think just reading between the lines, Derek, that was him there to say goodbye. That was his final one song for us coming on. You know, we're a minute to go just to say goodbye to the fans. There's been a lot of speculation that's not been the case, but that's certainly what I was saying. Uh, Reading between the lines, that's what I thought it was. That it was going to be his, his his farewell appearance for the team.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll see in the the coming coming weeks because of obviously this transfer speculation that Davis is going to sign a new deal. So uh, we'll see if that applies to applies to McGregor as well. But certainly, you know, we've seen it this year. His his age is now showing, but he's been a a tremendous servant. And all you can say is, you know, he probably has been our best ever keeper. You, you've got to say that.
0: Well, yeah, it's, it's certainly going, and I mean, it's we, we spoke. We spoke about Andy Goram earlier on, who was, you know, up there as being the best keeper that I had ever seen. But going by what McGregor has been through, you know, you know what he's done for us, he's he's certainly right up there, Derek. He's, uh you know, he's certainly you know going to be classed as one of the greatest keepers of all time that you know that played for us. So, you know, we'll, we'll wait and see. I think it's the perfect time for him to bow out, Derek. But as you say, you know. O- only time will tell if if he's still going to be a Rangers player next season or not.
1: Yeah. So that leads us into transfer speculation now, Dave. Ugh. You got a lot of feedback the other day about I, did, you know,
0: I got I got a lot of people agreeing with me. I got a lot of people speaking to me as if I was stupid, and that wasn't the it wasn't the point that I was trying to make. Derek, let's talk for a second just about Calvin Bassey Derek, especially <laughs> in that Europa League final. The 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 man was incredible. It's probably one of the most dominating performances I've seen by a player in any European final. I thought it was absolutely immense, even right into extra time. The the athleticism for the guy, the his positioning, the power, everything was was absolutely incredible. And this is for a guy Derek who's playing at centre half, and he is a left back. Let's not forget that. He is growing and growing into an absolutely sublime central defender. He really is. And a lot of people say that that's not his best position. So, you know, we all know his story. We got him in a free transfer or a youth fee. I can't remember from from Leicester City. He's came up, he played his bit part last season, and this season, because of injuries, he's played a lot of games for us at left-back and at centre-half. But certainly, the last third of the season, he's been absolutely incredible, Derek, and just got better and better as the season went on. And by far, you know, by far the best player on the park in that final
1: yeah, I mean, he was immense. You can see throughout the season how much he's developed and that, yep. that performance there and especially in the European, European final, as you said, was absolutely outstanding Quite rightly, he's drawn a lot of speculation about is he going to go? I mean, certainly fees of around £25-30 have been bandied about Why not? I mean, Kieran Tierney was or he should be the, the kind of benchmark in terms of that and he's got the potential to be a lot better than him and he's not injured, he's not got bloody prong cracker hips, has he? So
0: <laughs> what has annoyed me, Derek, is and this is my my thing here, is undoubtedly he's a phenomenal player. He's only twenty two. He's from he, he's he he doesn't play for England but he's from an English background. He is going to get a, a lot of attention. But I just feel that there are so many fans out there desperate for us to sell them and get huge amounts of money for, for them, And again, it, it comes down to this whole thing of, well, you've just mentioned it yourself there, Derek, Kieran Tierney. And I think that there's people that are desperate for us to say, or we'll get more money than what Celtic got for Kieran Tierney. I don't care how much money that Celtic got for Kieran Tierney. I don't give a shit. I put any Celtic player in what what they went for. It is just galling to me that we have a young guy here that has got the potential to be a a, a superstar but we're desperate to see how much money that we're going to get from. I, I, I just don't get that part. And I've been getting all these people, oh, it's the, the economics of the game. We're a selling club. We should be bringing in young players and selling them high. I understand all of that. I don't I, I don't disagree with it. But the fact that we are desperate to sell them for a huge amount, the same as the people desperate to sell Alfredo Morelos for huge amounts of money. I, I, I just don't get that. I want us to I mean I would I would love us to keep this guy in our team another season and get into the chat the the Champions League because I just think he's going to get bit better and better. But I just feel that the people are desperate for us to sell him straight away. I mean I I don't know what you what your take is on that Derek but I just find it incredible that we've got this young guy in our team and folk are desperate for us to sell him as soon as possible for as much as possible. You know, when there's been no con- concrete offers out there and I get the feeling that it's this whole one-upmanship on, oh, well, we're going to get more money than what Celtic got for Tierney. I, I really don't care. You know, if, if 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 a huge bid comes in for any player, and I'm talking huge bid, of course we're going to sell. But my God, don't be desperate to get rid of the players. And that's what I feel is happening now. Do you know my thoughts,
1: Dave? <laughs> <laughs> that's why I do it? don't... Get- this is why I don't get involved in transfer speculation, <laughs> ins or outs. You know, I just think it's absolutely pointless to to speak about something that's not really happened. I think you're right in some respects for the fact that, yes, if a big mater- a big deal materialises, then yeah, of course, sell them. Yes, yes. At the same time. I can understand where other people are coming from I wouldn't say they were desperate to sell him but I think it's a case of cashing in on a player when he's at his highest now you look at the the, the Goldson as a prime example now He's been allowed to run his deal down because he's not signed a new deal. He wants a big money move. That's his prerogative. That's fair enough. We don't obviously know every, all the ins and outs, what's happened in the background. But see, at the end of last season, we could have sold them £5 million maybe, considering how well we done in Europe last year, how solid we were as well. And it was an unbeaten season and a record-breaking in terms of goals conceded uh, season. Yeah, we could have made a wee bit of money for him. Now he's going for nothing. You look at Brian Loudrop, was allowed to run his contract down. We could have sold him for a decent amount of money. We got we got rid of him for nothing. You know. I think in this day and age, I think you sell Calvin Bassey for twenty five million pounds. And I disagree. I don't think we are trying to match what Celtic done. We're using that as a template and saying, Well, if they got that, then our player in this can what considering what he's done is worth more than that. But I think if you look at it, that way we sell one player in in terms of Basse and yes, I would love him to stay I would love him to develop and be this amazing player and stay stay with us for ages and you know with him staying he brings us brings us a great player and the success and then we don't need to sell players but that's no the world we live in. So we sell that one player for twenty five million pounds, there's a transfer budget for the for the next year.
0: But again, We've already covered Derek. We've made excessive forty million pounds this season by getting to that final, right? So, and 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 I do get it, right? I do get it. If if there's a huge bid, you sell somebody, but you're saying that you don't think. All I can see, and again, it's the it's the it's the whole social media thing. But all I seem to see is there's no way that we're selling Bassey for t- ten million. 25 million, we'll sell him for 25, we'll sell him for 25. This magical number of 25 million has came out and so many people constantly tweeting about it, constantly p- posting about it on Facebook, constantly. It's in the media all, all the time as well, this this figure of 20, 25 million pound. I'm very much a case of, you know, case or sera. sera. I, I would rather keep the guy and hopefully get into the Champions League I don't, you know, and until there's an actual concrete offer made out there, then you know you don't look into it. But I just feel that there are so many people desperate for us to sell them. You get a huge figure so that they can turn around to whoever and say, "Oh well, we got the highest tr- tr- transfer fee in Scotland for for one of your players." I honestly think it's it's a lot to do with that, Derek. So, it's, uh, I say I find it annoying. I. Would love to see him playing for us in the Champions League next season and and dominate the way that he did there. I think he's only going to get better and better. But I'm not stupid. If a huge, you know, bid does come in from, then you've got to take it. But again, I'm not going to say any more until anything actually does happen until there's a, a concrete bid. It was just an observation that I had on social media where I felt that a lot of our fans are desperate f- for us to sell him and. Uh, I just had to get it out out there, Derek. That that was it, and a lot of people <laughs> agreed. A lot of people didn't, and kind of, and a lot of it got taken away the, the wrong way. But there, there you go.
1: I just think, much like when you're buying a house, a house is only worth what somebody's willing to pay, and that's the exact same with a football player. You know, as as you said, it's all speculation. Yeah. Is why I don't get involved in it. I just think that as well. People are. People are a bit on edge because of what happened, I think, for the Champions League qualifying last year. is We didn't really spend a lot of money. I don't think we had to spend a lot of money, to be honest. But it turned out that the squad's qu- quite clearly shown that, as it was, we're good enough to to do some great things in Europe. And on that day in Malmo, they never turned it on, that's that's for me yeah. what it was, but I think people are antsy because they're thinking, right, we've got two qualifying rounds to get through now, we need to spend money to re- refresh the team which undoubtedly needs done we sell a player to get money uh, because you've got to remember, we're hemorrhaging money at the same time as well, which directors are backfilling, so that money we made in the Europe this year might not all go to, or probably won't all go to to uh, transfer funds, but we'll wait and see what happens, so so, Dave, that kind of wraps up the, the podcast and the season for this season. So, Dave, I think when you look back in the season... Extremely disappointed we never won the league because we threw it away. We were in a commanding position, and it's our silly draws that have have kind of let us down, yep. as we've, we've already covered. Europe was an absolute joy to watch sometimes, and to get to the final with the team we've got fighting against the clubs we played against is nothing short of unbelievable. I am so proud of the team this year. We won the Scottish Cup, disappointed obviously in the League Cup, but you know that was extenuating circumstances. Because you've got to bear in mind, this season, has Cavati we had a manager change in the middle as well. So, overall, Dave, disappointing we never won the league, but at the same time, I would still say it was a successful season.
0: No, you're right, Derek. I think uh, I can't really sum it up any, any better than, than, than what you've said. It's a season that we'll remember for a long, long time. Some incredible games. We threw the league away. Exactly what you said there. Getting to the European final, incredible. The one thing, th- though, Derek, again, and as maybe a lot of people will say, it's maybe a sort of a, a small thing. But even winning the Scottish Cup, you know, we got over that sort of hand hoodoo, didn't we? Because we've not won a trophy at Hamden in a long time. So, for the players to go through the season they did to get a wee bit of salt silverware for the fans, it, it's it's been good. Uh, but again, you know, are, are, are we happy the, the way the season ended up? No, if, if, it's a strange one, isn't it? It's, it's a strange season to look back happy to certain bits, are unhappy other bits. It's certainly a season I don't think we'll have again for a long time, but certainly one that we'll remember, Derek.
1: Yes. So Dave and I will be back at the start of the season at some point. Um, we're now into the the summer break. I think we've got seven, eight weeks before our next game. I think if we've calculated that outright, we'll be going into the the Euro qualifiers first. Um, The good thing is that even if we do get put out of the Champions League qualifiers this round, we're straight into the group stages of the Europa League. So we've got you know, a great competition to go into. One where, where, you know, certainly got a good chance of of doing well and, if not winning, as we've we've proven this year. Dave and I will be back at some point before that. We will be needing to change the format, as I said in the last podcast, because we can't. We can't. I can't physically do this anymore. <laughs> the way we've been doing it with this lengthy podcast, as this one's turned out to be. Uh, I will still need to take notes because I think this podcast proven it to try and keep us on track. It might mean that Dave will maybe need to take a wee bit more of the reins and do the the post matches uh, if he's if he's not being lazy or anything like that. So.
0: <laughs> Had to get that wee dig in there, eh? Always
1: absolutely. I mean, there's no there's a uh, classic match tonight, Dave. You know, where, what are you did.
0: <laughs> I know, and I've and I've got one sitting mate, but I think we've went on uh far far too long without adding, adding that date as well. So yes. that can that can wait.
1: Yes. So all that's left to say to, to everyone, thanks for listening. You know, we're going into our tenth season doing this next year, so who would have thunk it, you know, all, all this time, us two yeah. talking fishing, we're still going. We, we have a small, definitely. small but loyal listener base, but yeah. we are we are grateful for all we of you. We certainly so. are. We certainly are. So thanks very much for listening have a good summer and goodbye take care folks goodbye and the stadium erupts in red white and blue you've never seen anything like it let's go Manchester brace yourself Rangers are coming